are listening to TKO on CFRU Radio 93.3 FM in Guelph, Ontario and available worldwide at CFRU.ca. What is happening, everybody? What is good with y'all? It's your girl, Janan, right here on TKO. As you already know, here on TKO, all we talk about is mixed martial arts, also known as MMA and other combat sports, too. We also discuss the issues that's around the world of fighting and talk about notable fighters and athletes and how they all got started in the game and, of course, where they are now. So, hey, hey, everybody, what is happening? Goodness, I cannot believe that we are actually doing our very last episode of the year 2020. I mean, who thought everything would go down this year the way it did, right? Um, Starting the year, I cannot fully remember... Uh, what sort of anticipations we had for the past year. You know, we're just ending off the year for 2019. Obviously, um, listen, I'm not necessarily superstitious, but, you know, the number itself, 2020, um, it just felt like it, it was uh, associated with a lot of good omens. <laughs> but um, you know what? I, it, I, I do have to admit, you know, just like everybody else, uh, when the pandemic hit, I wasn't necessarily happy about it. Nobody really was. Um, But to me, personally, I feel like you have to make the best out of anything, even if you're presented with the worst things in life. And I know it can take a little bit of effort to actually make that happen. However, I feel like that was essentially the recurring theme happening uh, over this past year, over the whole course of 2020. Because yes, uh, we all thought it was going to be a good year. But uh, we were, like all human beings, essentially the whole globe was faced with so many different challenges and uh, we were facing challenges in our communities, we were facing challenges in our provinces and states and in our countries and oh goodness, I know it was hard and I'm sure everybody listening to this right now can definitely attest to that. Personally, you know, just seeing how things went down with their loved ones and friends and family and just society. I know, I get it. However, listen, we made it this far, and uh, by the time you'll be listening to this episode, let me just check my calendar real real quick, because you guys already know we usually record a little bit earlier than uh, the day, the broadcast day that we have for our show on CFRU 93.3 FM. So uh, I guess if you are listening to this episode through the radio waves, you, it, it will actually be New Year's Eve, so it is very, very timely, and uh, I hope just by listening to everything that I just said and everything that I will be talking about throughout the course of this episode, uh, we kind of like come down to all the good things that happened this past year, you know, and all the things that we as a society, especially talking about the sports community, the combat sports community, Everything that we were faced with and everything that we're make, we were able to make out of it. And I feel like that's the beauty of just humans living with each other and humans being able to problem solve and to just just make the best out of everything. Okay. Uh, before getting further emotional, um, I'm just so happy. First of all, let me just say this before we get started with our episode, our last episode of 2020. I just want to say um, it's been a very interesting ride uh, this past year. 
uh, you know, just uh, talking about how what were some of the things that we as the producers and the hosts of the show and uh, essentially everybody else in uh, uh, in the radio, everything that we all were facing and all the things that we kind of came across, some of the things that we were able to make compromises for and whatnot, just talk about all that stuff. Um, well, I feel like since our episode number 163 it was, I believe, and right now we're doing episode uh, 204, so just do the math for yourself. So that's how many, essentially, weeks we have been coming to you every single week uh, with brand new content, specifically for TKO, and I'm sure... Um, I do want to use this uh, opportunity to give a big, big shout out to all of our fellow programmers and staff members here at CFRU 93.3 FM for their constant dedication and determination to make things work when it comes to community radio. Um, Because like I said, everybody was just faced with so many challenges, but it's all about how you overcome those challenges and um, how you essentially turn things around to make the best out of things. And I feel like here at CFRU, our whole team, our family here, we did everything that we could and still trying our best to uh, essentially uh, keep community radio alive and keep things going and to just uh, keep delivering awesome programming and content to you um, every day and every week. So uh, yes, a big, big shout out to CFRU 93.3 FM for their constant love and support and uh, for their constant efforts to just just doing awesome things, you know, when it comes to community radio. So, um, yeah, that was that was definitely one thing that we as a show um, kind of like had to face, especially in the beginning, because when we first uh, I, I don't know if I've told you guys this before, but when we first started doing uh, our at home episodes, um, I think I only, especially for the first two, three episodes, if not more, I listen, I, man, I feel like I should have taken like a, uh, a log of all the things that I, that I was doing at the time to keep the show running essentially in the beginning when, when I didn't actually have any sort of, uh, professional equipment to, to properly record for you guys. So I do, as far as I can remember for the first two, three episodes, um, the way that we actually recorded our episodes was through wired, um, you know, those headphones that, um, that just come with your phone when you buy a brand new phone. And I do know that uh, I would have these wired headphones and I wouldn't even, uh, use them. Uh, so I would just plug that in because I, I had previously used those headphones to like do voiceovers for, um, PowerPoint presentations for school assignments and whatnot. So I would actually use those and record a radio show, a a podcast for you guys. And, uh, listen, I, 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 I didn't actually go back and listen to the sound quality of all those episodes. So... Yeah, if you have been catching up with TKO, if you've been an OG fan of the show, if you did notice something weird about the sound quality of the recording, well, that was probably why. But you know what? All that mattered was that we didn't give up and we didn't try to come up with excuses as to, oh, you know, I all I'm left with here in my quote-unquote home studio 
is just my computer and a pair of headphones that I haven't used in a hot minute. Uh, so I cannot actually do my show anymore. And I feel like one thing that really uh, motivated me to motivated everybody essentially um, um, here at, at the radio, uh, I should say, uh, was the fact that, first of all, we're so passionate about the content of our, our show and everything that was worth talking about every single week during our episodes. And I did see it necessary. I did see it essentially as my responsibility, especially because uh, in the beginning, you know, obviously um, there was so much uncertainty, not just in the world of sports, which our show obviously focuses on. Not only was there so much uncertainty in sports and combat sports, but there was also so much uncertainty in the world. And uh, obviously I wasn't like still to this day, I am not a professional, but from all the information that I would obtain for myself to keep myself educated about certain things, um, obviously from reliable resources, uh, I would see it as my responsibility uh, to, to actually come out here every single week and uh, actually talk to you guys, TKO Nation, about some of the things that we all need to pay attention to when it comes to sanitation, um, hygiene and social distancing and uh, everything that we have to know and also to give everybody at least to the best of my abilities give everybody the the emotional and mental support that was much much needed at the time and still is needed so um for I do have to say I do have to confess it was an honor doing that and uh, just thinking back on all those episodes since episode number 163. Think back on all those episodes, I I just feel really grateful to have been provided with that opportunity, to have been provided with that platform by CFRU. Um, and like I said, the fact that I was able to actually come out here, talk to you guys, and uh, keep all of us informed about everything that was going on um, uh, at the time and what is actually going on right now. So... Yeah, I'm just going to leave it there. And oh, I didn't know this episode was going to be this emotional. Oh, gosh, darn it. Okay, uh, 2020 is almost over, but um, we've come a long way, everybody. And um, so to kind of like fit the theme of everything that I kind of like alluded into so far, um, I'm just going to do like a overview of some of the best moments in the past year when it comes to combat sports well specifically the sport of mixed martial arts um and i know i kind of did something really similar uh, uh two episodes back i believe it was however today i'll be talking about the top um the top headliners for some of the biggest uh, pay-per-view events that the UFC actually held over this past year. So I'll be talking about those. I have actually, uh, I have all, I have all of them written down here, and I've actually ranked them according to uh, how important they were with regard to. Just uh, this is it's gonna sound a little bit weird, but I hope I'll I'll try to actually explain it well. I I've, I have ranked them according to the the aftermath of those fights and those matchups and the type of things that they actually led to 
for the fighters involved, for the future of the weight division that those fights were held in, and just uh, how they essentially kind of like contributed to the evolution of mixed martial arts and how things are currently in the UFC roster. So yeah, I know that, that probably sounded a little bit vague and you're like, what are you talking about? What are you on, Janon? But okay, listen, it'll make sense in a bit. And so today we're going to be talking about those ranked, um, uh, how do I, how do I put it? So like the ranked, uh, UFC headliners for the past year, right? Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. So yeah, that's pretty much what we have lined up for today. But, um, uh, I do want to say that, uh, just kind of give you guys an overview of how things actually were happening, how uh, operations were ongoing when it came to combat sports over this past year. So I do see it necessary to just, again, emphasize how important it was for the UFC specifically, not just as uh, obviously the biggest MMA organization in the world, but also as an organization, as a promotion in in the whole um, sports industry, to be the first ever to come out, have the courage to come out and schedule live events, live sporting events amid a pandemic, okay? That was huge. And even to this day, when I think back on it, I know everybody, even when you would like turn on your TV and you would switch the channel to some of the most reliable (laughs) sports channels that you would usually like get your sports news from, um they would actually say the ufc is actually going crazy dana white the president of the ufc is not making sense he's putting everybody's lives at danger this will not be worth it that's all they were saying but what did actually happen well from the beginning of the year the ufc was having events obviously there were a few um not to say hiccups but a few fights that had to be canceled uh, for the for the sake of the pandemic starting March. Uh, and that kind of went on until the beginning of May. However, we all know the type of all type, should I say all types of dedication that the organization made to have their fights go on talking about financial dedications and sacrifices, talking about all sorts of things. Obviously, they were limited in resources. They couldn't just have fights anywhere that they wanted to. Um, But like I said, financially, there were a lot of, there was actually a lot of money to be paid in order to make this dream state occur for the sport of mixed martial arts so that in the middle of a pandemic, Fighters can actually go to a isolated region and they can have fights with each other and make money and provide entertainment for people who are out there in the society, not knowing, being so uncertain of the future with the coronavirus and just um, continuing on with their business. And to me, that is one of the biggest, one of the most important contributions that the sport of mixed martial arts, thanks to the UFC, has made ever um, to to, um, the the evolution of sports, I should say. I feel like 
many years from from here on we are we are actually going to be looking back on this past year and on all the things that MMA uh, was able to accomplish in the middle of so many challenges and like I said specifically the UFC for being the first ever to actually take those bold steps forward and to make things happen taking action actually and making things happen so that was that was like the <laughs> prelude to uh all all the things all the ranked events like the headliners that i'll be talking about right now so just to put it in perspective today i'll be giving you um kind of like thoughts on uh the biggest headliners that already took place this past year and talking about um, just just uh, how how they went down and uh, what sort of contributions they made to their uh, like to the future of their weight division to the championship belt um, and just how they uh, made progress in the sport if that makes sense they they contributed to evolution and progress be made in the sport so. Uh, there's actually 11 different pay-per-view events that took place this past year. So I'm going to get started with uh, number 11. I'm going to do like a backwards countdown. So starting with number 11, going all the way back to number one of us saying which which fight, which uh, headliner fight was the most important in this past year. So... This is interesting. So uh, my number 11 ranked fight for this past year was the headliner fight that happened for UFC 246. I believe it was a January of 2020. And it was headlined by the bout between Conor McGregor and Donald Cowboy Cerrone. So this fight, I, I, I have ranked it as the least important fight and I do have my reasons for it because, first of all, comparing it to all the other fights that I have put down here on my list, I feel like this one, it was just like a one-hit wonder for um, for whatever purpose it was there to accomplish. We all know that this fight was scheduled to have Conor McGregor be put back on the, uh, essentially in the in the fighting scene because he had been having such a long layoff and uh, he was m- mainly focusing on his whiskey business and uh, we just didn't know who he was going to, going to be fighting against when he was going to be having his warm-up fight and lo and behold, of course, he's going to be fighting off against one of the best and most um, dedicated fighters in the... Uh, I believe it was a welterweight division at the point. Um, of course, Donald Cowboy Cerrone. So the two fought and uh, Conor, M- Conor McGregor, excuse me, he fought Donald Cowboy Cerrone. He got the W for himself. Obviously, we didn't know how things were going to turn out uh, with regards to the pandemic. So we all just kind of thought, oh, this means that Conor McGregor's back and we're going to be having more fights for him in the year. But Alas, we were we were wrong. We were very wrong. So that fight, because of all those reasons I just said, I would rank it as the number eleven uh, on on the list. Because I, even though it was definitely beneficial for Conor McGregor himself, um, it didn't really lead to much. And now we're seeing Conor McGregor having another fight 
almost a year after, a year and a bit um, after, actually, um, in the year 2021, he's supposed to be having that fight in, in January, but I guess, again, we'll see. So for that reason, I have ranked that bout as my number 11 in the list. But now talk about the number 10 ranked um, uh, fight that I have on the list. So this next one, I have to give it to the the headliner fight for UFC 252, which was between Stephen Miocic and Daniel Cormier. And these two guys for that particular event, they were fighting for the third time. And I have ranked this as number 10, kind of like low on my list because because of some of the reasons that I already mentioned for that Conor McGregor and Donald Cowboy Cerrone fight, I feel like this fight again, it had no purpose to it because we already knew that, uh, well, Danny Cormier won the first fight against uh, Steven Miocic, became the heavyweight champion, and then essentially didn't really uh, defend his heavyweight belt for the longest time, he was just focusing on commentating work for the UFC. And what happened after was that after such a la- long layoff, Stephen Miocic comes back, beats Daniel Cormier, and gets uh, gets the belt once again for himself. So they're even at that point, right? And I, I just don't understand the, the purpose of a rubber match between the two guys because Daniel Cormier, ever since his loss against... Sibem Miocic in that second fight that the two had, he was not active. He was not active at all. And here he was after after having gained so much weight in the meanwhile and not fully training and practicing. Here he was (laughs) facing the heavyweight champion of the world. And of course, things did not go his way on fight nights. And we just kind of like had this intuition feeling that uh, Sibem Miocic was actually going to defeat Danny Cormier. So to me, again, and again, this is just my personal opinion. Feel free to disagree on social media with me. Just just go on our page on Instagram and just let me know what you think. But to me, this fight between Stephen Miocic and Daniel Cormier for the third time, <laughs> it served no purpose. So for that reason, I have ranked it as number 10. Okay, now talk about my number nine. Okay, these are kind of like... <sighs> I don't know why I have a John Jones fight and a Daniel Cormier fight ranked so close to each other because this next one for my number nine, uh, I, I actually have uh, have put this fight uh, between John Jones and Dominic Reyes as one of the not so exciting fights. Uh, what, yeah, <laughs> one of the fights that I feel like was just like another ordinary John Jones fight on my list not to hate on any of these guys but i'm just saying when john jones was still in the light heavyweight scene and he was fighting opponents i feel like um there there just wasn't as much progress at least when it came to the light heavyweight division itself and in this particular matchup that he had against dominic reyes i would actually i would I can greatly argue that the decision that was announced it it could have been it, it could have gone either way easily and so because of that not only do I think that this fight was just like a regular ordinary light heavyweight fight that John Jones had but I also think that it was just so close and I do not necessarily agree with the decision that was made 
for this fight. So that was UFC 247, John Jones versus Reyes. I'm really sorry to all the John Jones fans out there, but I'm just saying. Anyways, because there, there's so many different fights that already took place this past year that honestly do deserve to be higher uh, higher up in the list when I was looking through them. So anyway, so that was number nine. So now I'll talk about number eight. I think I have to talk a little bit faster because we're kind of like running out of time. But number eight, I have to give it to the fight that happened between Amanda Nunes and Felicia Spencer. Um, I actually did really enjoy this fight when I was watching it, especially because uh, I know that Felicia Spencer... She uh, she's so perseverant as a female fighter. Um, she has been fighting in two different weight divisions. And uh, for her to face off against such a dominating champion like Amanda Nunes, it was a very um, brave move. And uh, Amanda Nunes, of course, she completely dominated over Felicia Spencer and Felicia Spencer. She was such a tough fighter in that fight. I do recall to this day. But again, um, I just feel like it didn't, it only added to how dominant Amanda Nunes was and still is to this day. Um, and I don't necessarily think that it contributed much to the, to how things are in, in women's MMA right now. It just showed that, yes, we already knew that Amanda Nunes was such a dominating figure in women's MMA. And now that she fought Felicia Spencer, that's just that position is just more solidified. Anyway, so talk about number seven. I have to give this one to Israel Adesanya versus Yoel Romero for UFC 248. This was one of those fights that was absolutely necessary for Israel Adesanya to have to show that he is not just say. Uh, for the lack of better terms, a one-hit wonder that he is indeed, he has that X factor and that the fact that he was able to mull over uh, someone like Yoel Romero, who's such a tough wrestler, who is one of the most dangerous middleweights ever, I would argue, the fact that he was able to do that, it again kind of like solidified his position and uh, prove to everybody that, yes, he indeed deserves to be the champion in the middleweight division and that he is not the with the position that he holds right now. It is not due to a fluke. So since we already talked about Israel Adesanya, my number six um, ranking goes to another Israel Adesanya fight, which he had against. Paulo Costa. So this one again. So Paulo Costa is just like a upgraded version of Yoel Romero. I'm so sorry. I love Yoel Romero, but I just feel like describing um, uh, the type of uh, you know stylistically describing how this fight against Paulo Costa went. I feel like that's the best way of putting it because Paulo Costa he's obviously super muscular. And uh, he presented Israel Adesanya with the same type of challenges that Yoel Romero presented him with. However, in a much more accelerated and uh, powerful manner. Still, though, Israel Adesanya was able to overcome everything that was coming towards him and to completely neutralize uh, Paulo Costa's fighting style. All right, so now quickly talking about the remaining five. Number five, I have to give uh, to Kamar Usman versus Jorge Masvidal. This was one of the first 
few fights that was happening on Fight Island and not only were both guys just so committed to whatever they were doing in, inside the octagon, but also Jorge Masvidal took that fight on such a short notice and Kamaru Usman never disappoints whenever he is inside the octagon with his, with his dominating um, wrestling skills. So that's number five. Number four and three, I have to give to Davison Figueredo for the two fights that he had back to back two weeks after one another uh, for UFC 255, excuse me, and 256. He was so dominating in both fights. And I do believe that the fight that he had for UFC 256 deserves to be declared the best fight of the year. But. I'm just saying that because uh, the the remaining two fights that I have on my list, uh, one goes to Ferguson versus Justin Gaethje. And the first one, my number one ranked fight for 2020, everybody, I'm sure you can all guess, goes to Khabib Nurmagomedov versus Justin Gaethje. I feel like the the triangular uh, relationship that we have going on in the lightweight division with Tony Ferguson, Justin Gaethje, and Khabib Nurmagomedov it was it, it will be something that we'll all think back to in the upcoming years because they're all so so good at what they do and specifically with that Khabib and Justin Gaethje fight the fact that Khabib just retired when he was at the top is just unbelievable so I have ranked that as my number one so having said all those things cheers to having finished the year 2020 and here's some more exciting things and so much more peace and happiness in the year 2021. Just looking at the clock right now. Unfortunately, that's all the time we're going to have for this week. You guys, make sure you go to CFRU.ca to catch up with previous episodes. And until next year, it's your girl, Jana, right here. And this is TKO. Peace out.